Big Ed Idea Podcast, a podcast for those looking to change the world through education. Each week, we bring you a new idea, however big or bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education. Now, here's your host, my dad, Ryan Scott. Greetings, as my good friend Martin Silverman always likes to say. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome back to the Big Ed Idea Podcast. It is I, no, um, it is I, Ryan Scott, coming from you from the lovely state of Kentucky, the western part. And today you are in for an absolute treat. Um, this guy and I, honestly, we connected, oh Lord, probably back in the, the, the infancy of the epidemic uh, with a group of guys, and we have continued our friendship ever since. Like, um, I was thinking about this before I hit the record button. Um, for, net, for having never actually met, um, I would say, you know, we talk about some pretty serious stuff amongst each other. Um, so I'm super excited to welcome the one, the only, the magnanimous Mark Horner. Um, he is from, well, first, he's a proud husband and father. He has been married to his college sweetheart, Jennifer, for over 20 years. They have two kids, Kelsey, who just graduated from Talmadge High School, and a son, Noah, who is entering his 10th grade year. Um, he has spent his entire teaching career, which I think he's a pretty young guy. So I think only like five years within Talmadge city schools. Uh, right now he's at the high school level. He's been there for quite a while. Um, he teaches us history and psychology when he's not in the classroom. He is a basketball guy. Um, he is either on the basketball court coaching, um, playing. He says he likes to go to this place called crimson cup where he likes to drink coffee and reads a good book or he walks his golden retriever teddy um mark is an aspiring blogger and podcaster and you can you should check out his podcast that he does and i think it's with students and it's called between two blue devils so without further ado uh the magnanimous mark horner welcome to the big ed idea podcast Ryan, thank you, my friend. Magnanimous. That's yeah, right. Sounds an awful lot like our friend uh, Jeff Springer, right? Uh, right. It's, it's Magnanimous Mondays. I've never been uh, introduced that way. Thanks for that introduction, buddy. Well, I'm a big fan of alliteration. And so, like, uh, I was trying to come up with something for Mark, and it was either, you know, like Mad Dog Mark, um, <laughs> Magnanimous um, Mary. I don't know. So that's that's what I got. <laughs> That's well, what I got. Hey, I like it. I like it. You know, you're right, man. It, it's nice to have those. We do that, uh, you know, in the classroom, right? And then I do with my basketball team every, every day. You know, there's, you know, Motivational Monday, Terrific Tuesday, you know, Wonderful Wednesday, Thankful Thursday, you know, Friday Fun Day. Uh, but the kids love it. And it, you know, it just kind of brings a little extra excitement to the day, doesn't it? You know, I don't think there's another profession that uses as literate, uses alliteration as much as teachers do. Um, like, like maybe they do, but I don't see bankers going into the bank on a Monday morning, um, saying, all right, it is moolah Monday. Um, I, maybe they should, maybe they should. Yeah. So, 
if there's any bankers out there, we've, we've got a great idea for you. Absolutely. That'll absolutely inject some energy and some life into the, the workday for sure. That's right. That's right. All right, man. So um, you are actually going to be episode number 53. Um, super crazy to say, because um, when we met, it was, you know, back in, I don't know, it might have been, it was either March, April, or May of 2019, whenever Hal got this um, Men and Ed Facebook group off the ground. Do you remember which month it was? Because it's a, kind of all a blur to me right now. Yeah, you know what? I It, it had to have been either late March or early April. And, yeah. I, and honestly, I think you were one of the very first guys uh, that I connected with. Yeah, that's um, right. Right there at the very beginning. That's right. Drawn, drawn to your passion, drawn to your mission, man. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I was drawn to you just because it's nice to know that there's someone just as crazy as me. Um, <laughs> and I looked up, uh, I just Googled it. So if I was to get in my car right now, it would take me seven hours and 12 minutes to get to you. So um, I'm really hoping that we can meet somewhere in the middle, like maybe Columbus area, I think. Heck yeah, a man. We yeah, we've got to make that happen. I mean, Columbus isn't a, uh, I actually have to probably travel a little further south to make it a 50-50 okay. split with you. Okay. Um, but yeah, we have to make that happen for sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, my friend. So uh, let's get this shindig on the roll. Um, as you know, the kind of the first thing we have started to do is, is talk about what's going on in our family lives. Um, very much, this is a, you know, this is a real show. Um, I'm not paid to do this. I am not some, you know, big dude in education or anything. I'm just a guy that decided during the podcast, during the epidemic to start a podcast. And so when I do these are always on Sunday evening. So it's really nice to be able to reflect a little bit about the weekend with my guests. And so uh, this weekend, um, I actually, so last night, my wife and I went out with a group of her friends from work. Um, she is a social worker in the ER, and things have been very crazy in the hospital setting as well. And so um, they basically went off, went out. They just needed to blow off some steam. Um, and so we went to this place. It was like an arcade, and they had all of these old arcade games like Super Mario, uh, Double Dragon. I was playing Tekken, Mortal Kombat. Um, the original like um frogger um and it, it it really brought back some memories from when i was a kid playing that old nes game system um right now i'm, I'm working on bringing an esports team to my high school um probably not going to do it affiliated with our state athletic association which you can but um i think we're going to start with a club because uh, we know i know we have a lot of kids that would love something like that so mm -hmm. that's what i did this weekend um what you know what what happened at the horner house well you know what this actually has been a, a really exciting weekend usually we you know we'll try to get out my wife and i'll try to get out to dinner on a friday or saturday night and in the past you know we would catch a football game or something like that but usually friday nights we'll stay home and then try to do something Saturday because you know what it's like at the end of the week. But this, oh, yeah. on Friday, we had so I had basketball practice till 430. And then my wife picked me up at the middle school. and We drove out to an area high school to watch my son's first scrimmage. They had their first Ooh. basketball scrimmage. 
And so we caught that. And then as soon as we left there, then we went to a local theater here in downtown Akron, the Akron Civic Theater. And we caught the Michael Jackson Experience Band. So uh, we had a Michael Jackson impersonator in town. So we got to watch that. And this guy was good. I oh, mean, wow. this cool. band, oh, the band was unbelievable. And so we got to catch that. And then Saturday was a very busy day throughout the day with more basketball stuff going on. And then Saturday night, we had our athletic boosters night at the races. So my wife and I, we had two nights where we were actually up to like 1130, which is which is crazy for old men like us. It is crazy for us. And and then, you know, we we finished the weekend with a uh, today was a day of celebration. Um, This past week was monumental in many ways we you know honored my father as a result you know because of uh, veterans day he's a vietnam veteran uh, he also celebrated a birthday and then today happens to be my mom and dad's 51st wedding anniversary oh excellent so yeah and then not only that ryan but it's been a it's been a very emotional week as well because uh, one week ago today my father actually had a heart attack and he had a hundred percent blockage in his heart um, and it's just, you know, modern medicine and, and God's grace is just, it's just amazing. He, he recovered and he was released the next day. And then we, you know, we met together as a family just to kind of celebrate the difference that a week makes, Amen. you know, and, Amen. Uh, and so, so it's been a, a, an emotional weekend, uh, but it has been a joyous weekend and I'm not going to lie, you know, it's, it's, um, eight 30 here and it's dark outside and I'm tired, but happy tired but happy yeah yeah i was thinking the same thing like i could literally i could probably lay on the ground right now fall asleep and not move the entire (laughs) night um but you know i was really excited to get this conversation off the road and so uh that's kind of what's keeping me going fumes and uh excitement so i'm super excited you know i know a little bit about you already um, but, you know, I, I, I totally believe in connections before content. And so we do this little piece called two for two. And it's where I ask you to you asked me to and then we just get to know um, I get to know Mark a little bit on a deeper level. You get to know Ryan a little bit more. Um, and then we jump into the meat of the episode. Does that sound good? That sounds great, buddy. All right, man. So um, Talmage, I looked it up. Now I know where it is. Um, if I were to come to visit where would we be eating? Where would we be eating? Okay, so, uh, well, you know, I would give you a couple options. If you were looking for bar food, uh, hamburgs, and, um, and especially like a, um, there's, you know, there's a restaurant right down the road called Delaney's. My buddy Nick owns it, and it's actually named after his daughter. Very cool. Uh, he ha- has two daughters, and I've had them both in class. Uh, and I would take you there. They have this cheeseburger wrap that is um, that honestly good. the Oh, yeah. The best cheeseburger wrap around. Uh, there's a newer restaurant. If you were looking for Mexican, there's a restaurant that opened up, man, honestly, within the past year. And it's called Oscars. And and I'm not I kid you not. I, I could eat. I don't eat Mexican very often. But from there, I think I could eat Mexican every week. Sure. Uh, once a week. It, it's that good. So I would give you one of those two choices. There's another really nice restaurant. Um well, it's interesting because Talmage is, you know, we're defined by our circle. So you have five different roads that you could head down and, you know, we'll go down one road and hit Delaney's, go down another one, hit Oscar's, go down another one and hit Sammy's Bar and Grill. And they've got some great food down there as well. So it would, it would depend on, you know, what you're in the mood for. 
Okay, cool. I think um, I'd probably pick Delaney's just because I know it's a, it's got a story behind it. And I'd love to sit down with the, with the guy and, and ask him um, the story of how he opened it up and why he opened it up. And, you know, cause every, you know, everybody's got a story. It's, it's nice to find it out. Um, well, Nick would be, he would, he would be, he is an entertaining guy. I tell you, he's about the same <laughs> age as I am and his stories, uh, they run deep and uh, you would, you would sit there, you and I would sit there and we would chat with him for a couple hours and, yeah. Amen. and time would fly by that. I guarantee. Amen. Amen. Okay, man. What was your favorite childhood cartoon? You know, um, we are of the same pretty much age and anybody out there that may be of the younger generation, there was actually a time on Saturdays when you didn't look at your Facebook, you looked at the TV and you watched cartoons. And so what was your favorite Saturday morning or maybe it doesn't have to be Saturday morning. What was your favorite childhood cartoon? Oh, man, I got to go way back, <laughs> way back to figure this out. So, you know what, I, I can tell you the first one that instantly came to mind was uh, Masters of the Universe. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> some He-Man, uh, but I'm trying to remember if that was, you know, how old I was when that actually came out. Um, <clears throat> then, of course, I know this sounds uh, kind of funny, but, you know, the Smurfs were on all the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I would have to go with that, that you know, the Smurfs or uh, the Masters of the Universe and, uh from that point on, all the all the cartoons, they kind of blend together. Did I watch them or did we watch them when the kids were on or was it something that we binge watched on Netflix or some sure. other streaming service, you know, sure. so uh, sure. Masters of the Universe. OK, mine was Thundercats. Okay. Oh, yeah, that, I was a fan of Thundercats. Um, looking back, it's really weird, the outfits they wore. Um, but hey, whatever. All right, man, <laughs> what questions do you have for me? You know, it's, it's funny because I was trying to come up with uh, two, uh, two unique questions. Uh, and I've tried to catch as, you know, uh, as many podcasts as possible, but I, I've got two of them. Okay. One's an easy one, and one is uh, a little bit more difficult. I think okay. one is, what's your favorite sport and why? Okay, that's easy, soccer. Um, so I started playing soccer when I was five. I played um, all the way up until I was 18, I was on several select teams. I was in a, like a, mm. um, Olympic development program in Indiana wow. for a little, like for like a year or two. Um, I was on a really good team. We were a really good team. We won several tournaments. Uh, we played all around Indiana, uh, Illinois, Kentucky. I think we went to the Ohio a couple of times down to Georgia or Alabama, um, we were a really good team, but then we all kind of found, I've said this before in my podcast, so it's not that big of a, of a, a shock to those people that have listened before, but we found drugs together. And that really, as a team, like probably everybody on that team should have played college, but we went down the wrong path. Um, but then, then after that, I refed uh, high school soccer for a little bit in college um, then, then I coached select for about 10 years, coached, um, high school for four years. And I have coached all of my daughters in their rec soccer program. So I love soccer. Love, 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 love it. That's awesome. You know what? Um, soccer was one of my passions as well as soccer and basketball for me. 
Uh, and, you know, I played and I actually didn't play when I was younger. I, I picked up soccer when I was in middle school. Oh, cool. And then <clears throat> the school that I went to uh, my junior year became a, a soccer powerhouse and they still are in this area. They're they're very, very good. Uh, but um, actually, it was my senior year was our kind of our best season at up to that point. And then from that point on, they have been a perennial powerhouse in the area. But it's the same thing, man. I, you know, I got when I graduated, I, I did a I coached a couple travel camps yeah. around the state of Ohio, Great Britain, Buckeye soccer camps. We travel around Ohio and Pennsylvania and coach. And then I, I refed as well. And then then I, I coached one year at JV and then retired until the kids came around yep. and started working my yep. way up with them. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, I when I was at, so this was 1994 got the privilege of going to the world cup down in Texas and watching several matches then. And then mm -hmm. when the Olympics were in Atlanta sometime 90, maybe it was 94, 95. I don't know. I remember watching some games down there too, but yeah, I've been a soccer guy my entire life. Um, I'll tell you, I wish going back in time, I wish rugby was around. Mm. Uh, cause I would have done rugby, but I also wish I had tried football. Cause I think, I think I could have been pretty good at football, but who knows? Yeah, we didn't, we actually didn't have a football team, uh, nor a baseball team. I think the ba the football team might have come around either my senior year or shortly thereafter, or actually I think it was baseball. They brought to our school, my senior year, and then football came a couple of years after I graduated. It was a smaller school. And, uh, but now they have, they have all the sports. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Room. Yeah. Awesome. So my second one, um, you know, one of the things I appreciate so much about you is you are very introspective and reflective. So I wanted to come up with a question along that line. And so I wanted to ask, you know, what is one like like a painful experience when you reflect back on your life? What's one extremely painful experience that you would not want to live through again, but you are thankful that you have because of the lessons learned? Hmm. That's a tough one. That is a very tough one, Mark. You're going to, you're going to make me like really think about this one. Okay. So is that too deep for the intro no, parts? No, it is not at all. Look, I'm an open book. I, I value vulnerability. I, I'm reading uh, Brene Brown's dare to lead right now. And she talks a lot about vulnerability and, yeah. you know, one thing Great I've said, I've said before multiple times, I say it all the time. Like, this is me. I'm not going to, you know, this is me. So you get it mm -hmm. in all of those parts. So I'll tell you, um, part that I went through that was tough. Okay. So when I actually, this goes back to soccer, um, our manager of our select team, cause we were a group of guys that we stayed together for five years. Our team did. So we got to be very close and the guy that actually brought me on the team, because he saw me playing somewhere, he was the um, manager of the team, but he also refed and he got me into refing. And so he was kind of like a mentor in that aspect. But my junior year, um, he was refing a game and just died of a heart attack right in the middle of the field. Um, mm. And it was like, it was the first, I think up until that point, the first death like that i can remember like vividly and like i was probably 17 or something 
And I remember it really hitting me hard. And after that happened, our team kind of just fell apart and everybody kind of went their own ways. But um, I really learned a lot from um, that incident. Um, his son actually is now a world famous DJ, travels around the world DJing and stuff. Um, but yeah, Charlie Roggenkamp was an amazing guy. If anybody's listening here from the Newburgh area, Newburgh, Indiana area, uh, he probably single-handedly built the Swiss uh, soccer organization uh, from the ground up. And he was just a, a great guy. And yeah, you know, um, death is hard. And we've had at, at our school, we had a young lady, 16-year-old girl, pass away unexpectedly two weeks ago. And then last week, we had two different uh, family members of students pass away. And so it's, it's been a really tough two weeks. But, you know, out of each of those times, you learn a little bit. And so, you know, although nobody would want to relive that stuff, I am thankful that the lessons that we were able to learn, I guess. Yeah. Wow. That's that's pretty powerful, Ryan. And I know um, as you were talking and I'm thinking about, you know, the age that you were when you experienced that. And I, I think about my own kids right now. And, you know, and a week ago when my my father had that heart attack. And we thought that maybe, sure, you know, we were going to be saying goodbye to him. And that would have been the very first time that my kids were introduced to somebody really close to them. And, you know, and so we had started talking about those issues. You know, how do you handle the loss of, of a loved one? And, and how do you process that? And how are we going to be dealing with these stages of life that are, you know, that are approaching? Because, you know, that it's inevitable, right? It's, and, it's um, inevitable. Yep. Yep. You're exactly right. All right, my friend, let's get into um, let's get into this education space, because um, I'm excited to pick your brain about education. I think I have already kind of heard your story of Ed, but a lot of the people out there have not. And so um, I would be remiss if I did not ask you how education found Mark Horner. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it has certainly been the great adventure and, uh, and very much an unlikely adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, it, um, it, it definitely found me and I am so thankful. Uh, you know, I was listening to quite a few of your other guests and, and everybody kind of refers to it as this way. You and I, you know, we believe wholeheartedly that, that it's not a profession, right? Education is a calling. That's right. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, you know what, my path has been unique. Uh, when I was in high school, I, well, I was not a very good student. I, I struggled. I actually just shared this with my, with my own students this That's week good. because we're at that, we're at that stage of the game and I teach an advanced placement class. And, you know, so many of my kids, you know, their whole mentality is they've got to get that A. And if they don't get an A, yeah, right. their, their whole identity is around that. And I'm like, listen, you are more than a grade and you're going to be okay if you don't get a, the A you're going to be okay. Let me tell you my story. And my story is this. Um, I was a pretty decent student until uh, I went to a new school. And when I was when I was in elementary school, and it was fifth grade, and, and I'll, I'll never forget that I, I did pretty decent in math. And I they pulled me out of the class and they said, you know what, you're really good at math. Let's put you in the what would be like the honors or the accelerated math class. And I was in that class. I was honored to be in it. I think I was in there for maybe two weeks, you know, so long ago, I can't remember how long it was, but I do remember the day that they pulled me out and they said, 
it was a mistake putting you in there. You don't belong in that class. Oh, yeah. And from that point on, Ryan, I had this mental block. I had a very fixed mindset, right? Like, okay, I'm not a good student. And I'm kind of at that stage in my life now where I can look back in retrospect and I can see these pivotal moments in my life, these checkpoints where these ruts were dug and I got stuck in them. Yeah. And, uh, and that was one of them. And from that point on, I dealt with this inferiority complex when it came to anything academic. And it plagued me in middle school. Uh, and it was a middle school where I started to find my identity in sports. And uh, to offset that, I really focused on basketball. I focused on soccer uh, and just tried to compensate for this inequality that I felt in the classroom. Roll into high school, and I, I did not do very well. I struggled academically. I dealt with a lot of test anxiety. Uh, I felt inadequate, felt like I didn't belong. So I would kind of offset that with humor. And I was kind of the, kind of the funny guy, <laughs> class you know, clown. Would, yeah, class clown. And I, I would deflect my insecurities that way. Uh, but I was telling my class, I do remember one, one uh, semester, I had to go around and beg for extra credit to be eligible to play basketball. Because if I wasn't capable of playing basketball, man, my yeah. whole world would have came yeah. crumbling down. Yeah, right. You know, and so um, it, it was a struggle. I got out, I, you know, I graduated and uh, decided to go to the University of Akron. And I shared this with them this past week also. I said, if it were, if I were a student now, I probably would have never gone to college. I would have found a different track. I would have enlisted or I would, you know, sought employment sure. instead of enrollment. Skill, you know? yeah. Yeah. But at that time, the expectation was, man, you're going to go to college. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I went, I went to the University of Akron and it was right down the road. I, I decided to um, go there because I was dating a young lady who was uh, going there as well. And instead of, I had a couple opportunities to play, you know, some small college soccer and basketball, and, but I decided to, to stay local and uh, believe it or not, after the first semester, I uh, or second semester, I actually flunked out of college. So I uh, and it was math, man. It was always math, and then that was just kicking my butt. And um, and and I then you know I had to sit out a semester. Um, but it was funny because the kids were like, "Well, what did you always want to be a teacher?" And I'm like, "Well, no, I was always involved in things that involved teaching. You know, I was always um, in leadership positions, and I always I like I like to you know talk, and I like to teach different things, uh, but." never thought about education. The first major was archaeology, right? That, I found that is funny because I used to have a subscription to archaeology magazine when I was a kid because I loved archaeology, ancient Egypt and all of that stuff. That's cool. Well, you know, Ryan, you mentioned that in one of your other podcasts and it's like every time you share a part of your story, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is perfectly <laughs> aligned with my story. You know, for me, it was I had a subscription to this bibli biblical archaeology magazine. And so I was always and I'm like, all right, let's let's be Indiana Jones, man. Sure. Let's go, uh, sure. Yeah. But then Akron didn't have an archaeology program. So it was it was just, a, you know, so I'm like, oh, well, what can I switch it to? I took a class in communications and uh, this professor I had was super dynamic. And I'm like, well, I want to be on the radio then. I want to do some broadcasting. I could hear that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Game. Yeah. So I was communications for a while, and then, then uh, I can't remember the order, but I think I switched to psychology uh, because I took a class and that interested me. And and I, I was taking psychology and I switched to history. So at that around that time, I met my wife, 
and she kind of straightened me out. She helped me get through my third college algebra class because <laughs> she was, a, you know, studying to be a math teacher. And, um, you know, so I always tell my students here, like, you know, I had this beautiful tutor who helped me get through. Yeah, right. And she helped yeah. me so much. Yeah. <laughs> I married her. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and at that point, she's like, listen, Mark, you got to get a degree if we're going to get married. And so I thought, well, what can I do with a history degree? Uh, and I'm like, well, I love basketball. Yep. And I love, I want to coach yep. and I love history. So I decided to, um, you know, go into teaching and teach history. And so I went and uh, I had to actually retake quite a few classes to get my GPA up so that yeah. I could enter into the college of education. And, and I did that. And I was able to get, um, you know, I'm certified in history, psychology, and sociology. Cause I had that many uh, credits Sweet. in those areas. And here I am teaching history and psychology, but but it's really interesting because um, I got my student teaching assignment and they, they had assigned me to a high school about 30 minutes away from here. And it's a big high school. And I was super excited because I thought, you know what, they have a really good basketball program. I'll go in there, you know, I'll volunteer or see if they have any coaching positions open. And I was, I was just, I was really excited about that opportunity. Plus that's kind of the, the icing on the cake, then as soon as this is done, then my wife and I are going to get married. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get called into the assigner's office and he's like, listen, we've looked at your past grades. We know that you are not a serious candidate to be a teacher. There's no way you're going to ever be a teacher. Uh, and so we're going to remove you. Yeah. And they are like, we're going to put somebody who's a more serious candidate in that position. And dude, you want to talk about a gut punch. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I walked out of there. I asked him, I'm like, well, what, what about me? And he goes, well, we'll see if we can find something for you. And I walked out and at that point, you know what? And, and I gotta, you know, take a step back and just tell you that, um, you know, I, I believe strongly in God's will and in his grace. And, and I, you know, my, my walk had been, um, very different. You know, I had, made good choices and bad choices. And about this time I had started leaning real heavy on prayer. And I was like, okay, God, what's your plan for my life? And I was trying to, trying to just change my life and really focus on this relationship with him. And then I walk out of there and I'm like, okay, God, what is this? What's going yeah, on here? Yeah. You know, what do you got? In what store are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. And, and I wasn't far enough along in my, uh, in my, uh, thinking to know that this, okay, we can, we can work our way through this in my mind's eye, my whole world was just crashing down. Sure. sure. Yeah. And so, um, but I'll tell you what, I walked into my apartment <clears throat> just totally devastated. And I see this flashing light on my answering machine back when they were answering machines. Yep. And dude, this was a, the cassette one too. <laughs> Even <laughs> better. Goes, this goes way back. I hit play on that. And I hear this voice on there and his name was Richard Fox. And he's like, Mark, this is Richard Fox from Talmadge Middle School. I'm curious if you're ever going to respond to my invitation to student teach for me, because I'm going to give you a couple more days, then I'm going to have to find somebody else. And I was like, I didn't even realize that I'd submitted you oh, know, wow. Talmadge as being one of those schools for me to student teach at. So I picked up that phone. I called him up. I'm like, dude, I will be there Monday morning. I will meet with you. I will take the student position, uh, student teaching position. I'm there. Uh, and I, that, that the next Monday, I showed up at Talmadge Middle School. I met him. 
Uh, and that was the beginning of my journey here in Talmadge. I've been here ever since. That's so, that's such a cool, cool journey. You know, you've heard me talk about God winks. Um, that was like a, that was like a, like God blowing the horn on a semi truck. (laughs) Wake up, dude. Here I am. Wow. That's an awesome story. Well, I'll tell you what, um, it's, I love Talmadge and I love being here. I've been here, you know, this is my 23rd year. I taught, you know, I student taught and then uh, there's other bits and pieces to the story as well. But then I ended up being a permanent sub at the middle school. And then at the end of that, uh, that, that would have been the spring semester of 98 um, or 99. And then they, they're like, listen, we want you to teach here. And I rolled right into a classroom, no interview, nothing. They put me right in an eighth grade American history classroom. I hmm. taught at the middle school for a couple of years. Then they moved me up here to the high school. And, and I've been here ever since. And um, I great. absolutely love it. And believe me, there isn't a single day that goes by where I don't count my blessings uh, to know that I'm here and I've been called to this building and I get to do what I love in such an incredible community. So very thankful exactly right man so you are a lot like me you are definitely an optimist um but as such even though we are optimists you know we still have our eyes open and i would say we we both think that there are parts of this ed system that we love but we definitely think there are parts of this ed system that you know needs to change and so Mm -hmm. what i always like to start with what do you see as a problem in education that your big idea hopes to solve. So what is that problem? So I think, you know, and I've reflected on this a lot because for me, you know, when I look at the rest of your guests and they're, and they're coming on here as, as, you know, administrators or their authors, and they have something like really solidified as far as what they, they want to attack. And I've been really trying to narrow that down. And, 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 you know, there have been things that have been going on in my life the past couple of weeks that have really helped me kind of narrow my focus in that area. But I would tell you, I think for me, um, my biggest mission, and I think the biggest issue that I see is just the, the social and emotional uh, aspect of, of school. Uh, I see so many students who come in here and they are hurting and they're dealing with things on their own. And, and I wanna see school provide more opportunities or at least be more open to, to just really honing in on those relationships and helping them not only grow as academic students, but then growing into becoming you know, the best versions of themselves. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of my personal mission. Uh, that's my why in the classroom. I wanna teach the content and you know what, like, like you and I both know, uh, the relationships have to come before the content, and um, I've been very successful in my classroom as far as you know the academic outcomes, uh, and and I believe it's because of the environment that's created in the classroom, because of the heavy emphasis on relationships and making these kids understand that it is okay to use that word that you used earlier, you know, to be vulnerable yeah. and to talk about the issues that you're dealing with kind of face them head on and understand that, you know, every student is here on purpose for purpose and they've got to grasp onto that and um, and just use that mindset to kind of weather the storms of life. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So, so in, in essence, your big idea, um, you know, and, it, and it's, I've had guests, multiple guests talk about this and, and I think that's completely okay, but your big idea is just the, 
social and emotional aspect of the classroom um we need to focus on a little bit more is that is that yeah. basically what you're saying yeah that that is what i'm saying and you know and as i as you kind of journey through education, you know, you run into some educators who they get it. They understand that um, you have to prioritize time in the classroom for establishing those relationships. And then you you see other uh, other um, other teachers who don't get it. Right. And so my personal mission is to try to share those things that are working in my class with with as many people as I can to try to encourage people to, to realize it's okay to carve out intentional time in the classroom to establish those relationships. Um, even if it means, you know, you're, you're gonna spend this much time establishing the relationship and that much time on the content, you know, it's okay to give that time up on a certain day, yeah. you know, and- Yeah, um, yeah and I so, would say, go ahead, go ahead. Well, and you know, that's kind of like, I, so I've really been thinking, I had the opportunity to speak uh, for our National Honor Society, and then I've been talking to a couple of mentors of mine, and they've been helping me kind of kind of flesh out this big idea, right? Yeah. And, and I've kind of settled in on what we, you know, what I call the four W's, um, and they're kind of based on the pillars of, of National Honor Society, but I'm kind of extending them even further than that. But, you know, the first W, it's the what, what, and the who, who of my big idea. And so the first W is what are you feeding your mind, right? What are you feeding your mind? And then the second one is what is your foundation? And then the first who is who are you leading? And then who are you serving? You know, so what are you feeding your mind? What is your foundation? Who are you leading? Who are you serving? And, and so over the past couple of weeks, I've been able to talk to the kids about that, you know, and it, there's the social and emotional aspect of it. And then there's the academic side of it. You know, what are you feeding your mind? I can talk to my kids in psychology or my American history class. I'll I'll say, Hey, you know, to my son, no, no. What are you feeding your mind? Are you feeding it? You know, your, your AMSCO book and you're memorizing your history stuff. Are you feeding it Netflix right now and kind of wasting your time? That's right. You know, but then it's the flip side too. You know, what, what, What's going into your mind right now that's going to cause you to think in a more positive light? Positivity, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we talk about, you know, what's your foundation? You know, what what are you going to do? How are you going to weather the storms of life? And how are you going to, how are you going to weather the grade that you might not get, you know? And so we, we talk so much about that. And then you, you and I are both, you know, we click on the same cylinder when it comes to leading and serving. You know, you can't, you can't have a life of influence uh, without intentionally serving and, and leading somebody else. So we talk about that all the time in class as well. Oh, I love those. And I love the specificity of this. What are you feeding your mind? Makes total sense. Total sense. What is your foundation? So what are you built on? You know, um, who are you leading? So who's your, who's your people? Who, yep. who are the people that are around you every day? Um, you know, if you're a student, it's other students, maybe it's your siblings. Um, you know, maybe you're a babysitter after work or after school and you're that, those are your people that you're leading. Um, who are you serving? Okay. Kind of the same thing could be the same people, but it could be different also. Um, I love that. So do you intentionally have conversations in your classroom based on the four W's? Yeah, we do. Um, and we, you know, it's funny before I kind of laid it out this way. I mean, yeah, every day we talk about these things every day, 
and I try to emphasize them. And now that I've kind of narrowed them down to those four, it makes it a little bit easier as well. And, like then, that, you know, yeah. and I intentionally talked about, you know, talk about it with my eighth grade boys when I'm coaching them or, you know, my AAU team, we talk about it all the time. And um, because, you know, Ryan, especially the who are you serving? When I look at the kids and I see all that they're dealing with right now, um, coming out of this pandemic and dealing with the residual effect of all that they've lost and all that they've been struggling with, there's no better medicine to what they're struggling with and serving others. Gratitude. Amen. Yeah. And so Amen. it's, uh, and that's the message, man. If you can find one way, just one small thing, one small thing that you can do to serve somebody else uh, and then just kind of habit stack that, right? One, one act of service on top of another, what you're going to feel and how you're going to heal, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it almost sounds selfish, but maybe like a good selfish. So like, in helping others, you're actually helping yourself. Yeah. And sometimes we forget that, um, you know, it's not, it's not that we're doing it necessarily for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just a very nice byproduct. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, um, a few years back, this goes back probably, this is about, uh, about eight years ago. Um, my son and I were driving down the road and we saw a, a gentleman out asking for money and my, and we drove by and, and I usually wave or say hi to, you know, these homeless individuals, and, but I just kept going and we get home and Noah's like, Hey, dad, why was that guy asking for money? And I said, well, he's, he's, you know, struggling, he's homeless or, or whatever. And, you yeah. know, I don't know what this exact situation is, buddy, but he's, you know, he's living on the streets. And so about an hour later, I was making lunch and Noah goes, dad, let's make lunch for that guy down the road. Can we make him lunch? And I said, absolutely. So we packed up a bag and we took it down to him. And that, from that point on that summer, about every day we would pack a lunch because my son encouraged me. He like spurred me on to commit that act of service we developed a friendship with this homeless gentleman. His name was Dave and Dave poured wisdom into my son and into me all the time. We would stop by and we would see him. And sometimes we'd spend 30 minutes there in the middle of the road. That is so chatting cool. with, yeah. Chatting with this guy, but I'll never forget, you know, I took one of my friends down there and my friend was a bit skeptical about helping the homeless and, and stuff like that. So he actually asked my friend, Dave, he said, Dave, how do I know the person that I'm giving something to isn't actually a drug addict or he's actually homeless? And Dave looked at him and said, you know what? And, my, and he said, listen, it's not so much about the person who's receiving that act. It's more about the person who's doing the act. They're I'm the ones shaking who my head. Benefit. Yes. Yeah, they're going to be the ones who benefit the most. And that was wisdom dropped from a guy who was living on the streets. And, you know, uh, two years ago. Uh, he actually passed away in a tent and I will never forget that bit of wisdom. And not only that, I mean, this guy, he, he rocked my world. I mean, our friendship uh, uh, radically changed my life, uh, but that bit of wisdom. And, and so I tell my kids that all the time. I'm like, listen, who, who cares what the, the person on the receiving end, what their response may be. It's more about you doing it. It's exactly you, right. Yeah. You stepping out. I mean, one small act of kindness can change the world. Okay, so I could, listen. We could talk about that in an entirely, in an entirely separate episode. Yeah, um, absolutely. Just that whole story is amazing to me. I'll, real quick, I'll tell you. When I was a kid, I remember being with my dad, and at that time, my dad was driving a little, 
Ford F-150 and he had a camper shell on the back. No, it was a Ranger. And he had a little camper shell on the back. And I remember one day driving with my brother and my dad and he picked up a hitchhiker and the guy sat in the back of the truck. Um, and I remember dropping him off at a cemetery. And when we turned around, he was gone. And we still to this day, we talk about this guy being an angel, hmm. you know, um, but man, I love that story. I love that story. But I digress. Um, these four W's. At my school, we have a we have a um, advisory period in the beginning of the day. Like these four W's to me, like I would love to see an entire lesson built around these four W's. Or you know, you could you could literally write your school's vision for your students based around these four W's. Um, shoot, we could. We could talk about our um, staff. We could talk about our parents. We could talk our leaders. The four W's could be, and it's and it's simple. That's what I like. Yeah, about. yeah. And, and I I don't know. You know, I was just sitting down and I was just trying to plan out. You know, what I would share with with our students. And um, and for me, this was kind of like a a God wink moment as well, right? You're always looking for clarity to your mission. Uh, and your why, and you want it to be something that's sticky. And for me, when I say, and, and the funny thing is I can throw my little, my, my four fingers up and I can go four dubs, you know, or whatever to my students and say, let's talk about dub number one, man. What are you feeding your mind? And it's a, it's a, it's a great way to open the day. Let's wrap around the room. What have you fed your mind this weekend that's been positive? You know, what are you listening to? And, you know, we work our way around and we just kind of talk about those things. Hey, like, so I'm going to, I'm probably going to share this episode with my staff. Um, I don't talk about my podcast with my staff at school just because I don't want to sound braggadocious or anything, but um, this is definitely something I would love for my folks to hear um, because you're right. Like the people that focus on those relationships have the, every single time, have the lowest number of office referrals. Yeah. They normally have the best academics in their, in their classroom. Um, they probably have the highest levels of engagement. So I, I think exactly what you're saying, you can spend more time talking about this stuff, less time talking about the, you know, the, the academic junk because your kids are going to be engaged because they respect you. They love you. They want to, hang on you know what I mean you know what I'm saying yeah. Uh, yeah I know exactly you know it's it is funny I mean about two weeks ago I walked out in the hallway and uh I heard a teacher talking about one of my students and just saying they were having so many difficult issues with them and I'm like that can't be the same kid I got yeah, in my right. classroom right you know and I'm like not not this kid you know I mean this in my classroom and, you know, it's taken me a lot of years to realize this, Ryan, this was not the way I was when I first started teaching, you know, nope, we made these different changes and, uh, um, and I've had to learn the hard way. Right. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't have very many discipline issues. I can't remember the last time I wrote a detention because I do value the kids and I, and I give them an opportunity. I mean, I don't know, man, I just want to love them. Yeah. You know, you, like, that's what, that's one thing I love so much about you and you are vocal on social media talking about how much you love kids or, uh, on your podcast about you love kids and, and we we need to tell our kids that there's nothing there's nothing wrong it. no no 
man, I, one of my classes the other day, I told him, I said, you know, I try to tell him as often as possible. I love them. And one of my students said, you know, you're the only teacher that's ever told us they love them. They love us. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I love you. I do. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Every morning, uh, after car duty, I come inside and I try to pop into every classroom, um, every morning, try to, as long as fires aren't burning by the time eight (laughs) o'clock bell has already rang. But I try to reach in, just pop my head in. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good to see you. But what I've started to do is, if nobody's told you today, I love you. And oh, that's awesome. kids are telling me it back, you know, and just our kids need to know. I, 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 you know, whatever. Our kids need to know. They need to know. Yeah. Amen to that, man. They need Amen to, to that. Okay, so let's start segueing out of this podcast. Um, Although I think we could talk for another hour. Um, you, I had mentioned in the beginning that you run your own podcast. Um, talk to us real quick about what that podcast is. And then also, if folks out there want to connect with Mark, uh, maybe to, to learn more about these four W's, uh, maybe to have you on their podcast. Um, but so what's your podcast and then how can folks get a hold of you? Okay, so so my podcast, um, I love my podcast. It's got a, um, it's called Between Two Blue Devils, and so <laughs> the the I'll give you the brief origin story. Uh, a few years back, I was sitting in class, and a student came up to me, and he's like, "Mr. Horner, have you checked out Zach Galifianakis's show on YouTube <laughs> Between Two Hilarious. Firms?" <laughs> he's like, "You gotta watch the episode with him interviewing President Obama." So I went home and I watched it and I just, I loved it, you know, yes. and I, I watched a couple other episodes, but one day I'm sitting in class and you could just tell the vibe of the class just wasn't there. I don't know if it was a Monday morning. I don't know if it was, you know, I don't know what was going on, but things weren't clicking. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to just, I'm going to send the class out. I'm going to make them take a mandatory water break. I'm going to send them out in the hallway. And I hopped on, I opened up a Google slide. I threw on two ferns and I put between two ferns with Mr. Horner. I threw it up on the, the screen and I put on the background music from the show and they came, you know, I'm like, I called them back in. I, I shut the door on them, which I probably would have gotten in trouble because I got 25 kids Whoops. in the hallway. Yeah. But then I picked one student that I knew would be open to this and I, I put him on a stool up in front and I, and I reenacted his show and I interviewed this kid and the kids loved it. I mean, that's all they wanted to do. They wanted between two ferns with Mr. Horner, between two ferns with Mr. Horner. Yeah. So um, I started talking to my wife about it, you know, and I've always been like a huge podcast content consumer. I I tell my kids all the time, I I attend podcast university on a daily basis. Right. And I've been listening to podcasts. I mean, way before they were super cool. And, uh, and so I told my wife, man, I want somebody, I want to start my own podcast. So two years ago, she buys me this microphone. And, um, and I'm like, this microphone is great. And, uh, and I, but it sat in my bag. And so I'll never forget. It. I was like, maybe my planning period. And I hopped on Amazon to look for something. And I saw that she had dropped like 200 bucks on the microphone. I thought, oh boy. Yeah. You better do it. I better do it. Yeah. So the very next between two ferns, I had actually asked a teacher if they would be willing to sit in and I could interview them. And they're like, yeah. And so then they sat down I said, do you mind if I just record our interview? And, and she was like, absolutely. And so then I, then I couldn't use between two ferns. So just, you know, on, on a whim, I changed it to between two blue devils and I, I recorded this interview 
and that's and that's how the, that's how, the podcast that's how it started. happened. Yeah, Thanks, and so yeah, so now what I do, I mean, the whole mission behind it is to share uh, the stories of educators here in Talmadge and alumni and students and um, and then community members as well, and and just share the stories that these individuals have and how they got into this profession or what they're doing outside of uh, Talmadge and and just kind of put let the kids know that we're real people, right? Yeah. And that we have issues. It's all about vulnerability. Yep. Yep. And and it's uh it, it's it's been a lot of fun. We're in my my third season, although I'm not as aggressive with mine as you are with yours. I'm on episode, I think, 37. Okay. Um, I've got about five or six interviews coming up over the next two weeks that I'm really excited about. And um, you know, I'll, I'll you know, one month I might get four out, and then the next month I might get one out just because of the schedule sure. and all that. Sure. But um, it's primarily focused around people here in Talmadge and in our, our wonderful community. So, um, but I always welcome anybody I've had. It's neat when you get on the analytics and you see, oh my gosh, you know, I, it might've been Che and Pav, you know, up in Canada or Olivia Chan, you know, checked out yeah. or Brad Hughes, yeah. checked out the podcast in Canada and you got one in Ireland and, and things like that. But um, it's, it's my passion project and I just enjoy profiling the amazing people here. So sweet. sweet. So if, yeah. if somebody wants to, listen to that uh how can they get a hold of it well it's on every listening platform so they can just Excellent. hop on spotify or, or apple podcasts or any of them and uh it's it's one word between with the number two blue devils okay um and it, it'll it'll pop up and um yeah please check it out and any anybody out there want to you know offer suggestions or or any constructive criticism or heck you know what i might even expand outside of talmage anyone who wants to sit down and in chat we can do so Excellent. you know it's, it, it's a lot of fun and so and you you mentioned social media man if anybody wants to follow me you know i'm on i'm on twitter at it's at ths mr underscore horner and then i'm also on instagram at at mr horner the teacher okay so um okay yeah that's how they can get a hold of me excellent mark um i knew it was going to be a lot of fun um you know it's it's just when you already have a connection with somebody and you sit down and you talk, you know, you're going to just going to have a really good time anyway. Um, but I wasn't prepared for how much content that we were able to talk about this evening. And yeah. so I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your time. Um, I love this idea of the four W's. I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to have somebody, I'm probably going to make a poster of it tomorrow and hang it in my yeah. office. Um, <laughs> a- I mean it. Yeah. I mean, well, my daughter, my daughter and I have been really enjoying our free educator subscription to Canva. And so we've been making posters up about a lot of things. And Kelsey, my daughter, Kelsey's like, we'll make one for the four doves, dad. We'll there do you it. go. There you go. <laughs> so. Okay, man. Um, I'm going to end us like I always do. And that's a quote on dreaming. Um, I'll tell you, we have talked about a lot of dreams this evening. Um, the world really only changes by those that have a dream. And so my quote today, a heart without dreams is like a bird without feathers. And so with that, my big Ed idea amigos out there on in the edgesphere, I appreciate you. I love you. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful week, wonderful evening. If there's anything that I can do for you, please do not hesitate to reach out. And uh, Mark, it's been fun. And thank you for this opportunity, brother. I appreciate it. I love your mission. I love your passion. Uh, and 
I, I just keep fighting this fight, man, because you are changing lives. Thanks, brother. So. All right. So like John Janoski always used to tell me every time I left his house, uh, he'd say, Ryan, I'll see you in the funny paper. Thank you for hanging out with me here on the Big Ed Idea Podcast. My hope is that this would be a conversation, a meeting of the minds and a space for one person's vision to inspire the passions of another. However, none of this can happen without you. So let's be change agents together and build a better future. Please subscribe or reach out to me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Come to the conversation with your passion, and together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper. <laughs>